Hi, I'm Louis Joyce, and you're listening to Behind the Panels. Aquaman, swift and powerful monarch of the oceans, with ability to summon and command all creatures of the deep. Aquaman, who with his teenage ally, Aqualad, guards and defends all that lives in the seas against the forces of evil. Aquaman, king of the seven seas. My spider senses are starting to tingle. Just hang on to your lariat. Wonder what kind of a scene I'm getting into. And welcome to Behind the Panels, issue 128, the comic book show that is moist with anticipation. I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. I'm David Longo. And I'm Louis Joyce. In this issue, DC announces its post-convergence lineup with dozens of new titles at last. We can buy books for Batmite, Prez, and Mystic U. <laughs> then we go postal, welcome the return of Saga, and watch the Black Vortex epic unfold in what we've been reading. Also, it's the man without fear in our patented trailer commentary for Marvel Marvel's Daredevil series. Plus, our kick-ass pick of the week, Aquaman the Trench by Jeff Johns, Ivan Reese, and Joe Prado, with our very special guest, Louis Joyce. This is Behind the Panels. Aquaman! There are a shockingly large amount of songs about Aquaman. (laughs) (laughs) I I looked up, this is actually off a 1975 album called, and I want to get this right, um, The Songs and Stories of the Justice League of America. (laughs) I'm going to buy that album. And I just want to let some of that grooviness play under us while we're talking. Uh, Yeah, you probably heard at the top of the show, we have a different voice in here. An extra beard, if you will. We're welcoming artist Louis Joyce to the show for the first time. Louis, welcome aboard the insanity that is. Thank you for having me. I'm going to kill Aquaman. I think you might need to. I think we've had enough of the songs and sounds of the Justice League of 1975. No, keep it playing, man. That's pretty good. The whole show. There's a whole album out there online. Go and check it out, people. I'm not making this stuff up. People actually thought we were making up our vintage clips at one point. How could because. they think that? How could they think that? <laughs> because all of them start with. How could we have not? How could we have come up with Puma Man? Puma we're, Man. we're not that brilliant, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all of them start with. Meanwhile, um, uh, Louis, you probably know his work from such things as we've, we've talked about the Harold Holt book many, many times. Uh, with Ryan Lindsay, has been on the show before. You'll also know things like, and I've written it down because I can't. I've got a memory like a goldfish, which is kind of appropriate yeah. for today. <laughs> and I've also gotten the title of one of these wrong. Th- Three times. So much so that Louis started using the wrong title for his own book. Um, you might also know him from Corner Store, which was nominated for a Ledger Award last year. Uh, his collection, Mishmash, and his new digital comic at louisjoyce.com called Footsteps. Not Footprints, as I've been calling it. Footsteps. Footsteps. Steps. Steps. Uh, Louis, I guess... Uh, most people probably know you from those digital comics and stuff, but we were talking about a bit about this before the show. Uh, the life of a comic book artist isn't always uh, working purely on uh, sequential art. You're mm. doing a lot of commercial work as well. Yeah, pretty. I, I do a lot of freelance stuff because comics is not really a, a money game. So certainly and, not here. <laughs> no, and it takes a lot of time. So you've got to you've got to account for all that work by putting in just as much work elsewhere. So I do a lot of storyboarding and, and some graphic design stuff and 
Anything really I can get my hands on. <laughs> anything he can get his hands on. Just so I can make on. the comments. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> LouisJoyce.com if you want anything you can get your hands on. <laughs> uh, um, you've also got a couple of pieces. I think the trade just came out in the last week or so of Imaginary Drugs. Yep. And you've got a piece in that Yep, I've as got well. a, a story, Little Red, written and lettered by Nick Shaw, yep. who is a great Australian guy and writer. And, and that's a really cool thing. That's out through IDW, so that's yeah. my... Th- first kind of published stuff through them and and that's a I really like them as a publisher so it's really cool to have that out and the book itself is thick and awesome and just filled with amazing sci-fi it's various. really good. I got a digital copy of it yeah. um, through through my other gig, and it's 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 I mean, this amazing just range of stories yeah. in there as well. So definitely check that out if you because IDW yeah. have been doing some really cool anthologies the last yeah. couple of years. They did that one, and there was one called Into the Dark, yeah, uh, which was edited by Rachel Deering. That's really cool as well. So yeah. yeah, no, definitely check that out. Actually, IDW aside from their licensing stuff, because yeah. they, they have a lot of licenses. Let's not forget, but um, they're doing they're doing a lot of really good stuff lately. I mean, we mm. things like we did Lock and Key on the shows. I mean, IDW is a play. Yeah, and yeah. they've got some really good material out there. So, and I suppose the other thing we'll mention it very quickly because it's in early stages at the moment um, yeah. is I'm going to get this wrong. <laughs> Past the last mountain, and that's uh, you're coming up with an American writer, Paul Alor. Yeah, Paul is Paul Allor, who, Allor. who yeah. has done stuff for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Course, yeah. uh, he's got Strange Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing stuff through the IDW. Uh, teaming with comics experience, so they're, mm-hmm. they're releasing a bunch of books through them, and he's got a book coming out through there. So he's he's a fantastic writer. He's, he's done a lot of great stuff, and and so I'm I'm thrilled to be working with him, and excited to get this book out there once we once we have it together. And it's planned as a limited series. I yeah, it's yeah. four issues at the moment, but we'll see where it goes from there. And so what genre are we talking about? It's a little bit... Uh... It's a kind of geopolitical uh, fantasy book. So it's it's got dragons, it's got it's got army, it's got all kinds of things and it's it's action-packed and emotion-packed. So it's, it's really, really great fun to draw. And I'm also working on layouts by Gannon Beck, who's another yep. US creator. And he's, as an illustrator, is, is fantastic. Like, I really love his stuff. So... Working over him has been a great learning experience for me and it's just turning into a really pretty book. You had me at dragons. Yeah. <laughs> you had me at dragons. Wow, yeah. No, definitely looking forward to that. But, of course, uh, early stages yet, so we don't have release dates and things nah, like not that. not at this stage, no, yeah. but I'll be pimping it like crazy once I do. But the reason we've got you in here today is yeah. because you let slip when we were at a con that you might be the greatest Aquaman fan <laughs> in all of Christendom. Yeah. Well, uh, or at least the Southern Hemisphere. Yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> and so much so that, as David has often reminded me, that your Aquaman fandom may rifle my own Green Arrow fandom. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I know you're a pretty crazy yeah. Green pretty Arrow fan. Core. So it's a special surprise. We've got Green Arrow and Aquaman <laughs> in the studio here today to find well, it out. No, it's interesting so. because they debuted in the same book. They did. Yeah, more fun comics. 73. No, you should so do this, guys. You yeah. should have a challenge. Who would win in a fight, Aquaman or Green Arrow? Aquaman. 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 Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm actually happy to admit that. There's no trick arrows that work underwater. If it was near a coastline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you went back in the day, maybe Green Arrow might have a bit more of a chance because they've very much powered up Aquaman in, in the past mm. few decades. But even he was punching through submarines and stuff when he first appeared. <laughs> yeah. so. 
Yeah, but but Green Arrow had like boxing glove arrows and true and true. and I'm sure he has some kind of dehydrating a junkie sidekick. That's where you're going. And he had an arrow car and an arrow plane. And I see your point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but it's actually interesting to see how those characters have changed over the year because I think this book that we'll be talking about today, uh, he is very powerful yes, uh, is. by this stage. So yeah. uh, Aquaman, and certainly if you played Injustice in the last couple of years, Aquaman's not quite the joke he used to be. No, so definitely not. I think, uh, unless you watch Robot Chicken. Unless you watch Robot Chicken. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, come on, Momoa's playing him. We <laughs> have you seen, we were talking about this last week actually, before we get into the what we've been reading section, we were talking about the new Justice League Throne of Atlantis film. Have you had a chance to watch this yet? I have. So what do you think about that? Because it's not quite a straight adaptation. No, I enjoyed it. I thought the first half was a lot better than the second half. Mm. It suddenly just, it, it had a lot of pacing problems. It's come to Justice League movie in the second half and it's an Aquaman movie in the first half. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Justice League yeah. So half. it's, it's I, and and I'm not a huge fan of the design on those movies. I'm, no, we were saying this last week. They're yeah. too, their necks are well, it's, massive. It's, it's almost like, like uh, since since we talked about this last week, since Tim left, Tim's left. Yeah, it's almost become a little bit like Marvel animation. Yes, I would um, agree with that. And, yeah. and it was never my favorite style. So. That's, that's a massive burn, that day. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, and it's such um, a pity because they were doing like really cool back in like New Frontier days, and when they were adapting mm, all those stories mm. and adapting the styles that they were drawn in, led to a mm. lot of really great animations. And it's kind of losing that a little bit. But still, I enjoyed it. And it had Aquaman kicking ass. So. It's, it's probably his first major animated film that's happened since the sort of 60s animation yeah. stuff. Against Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the theme you heard before. Yeah. No, I, I do agree. That. I think it's a bit of a missed opportunity to yeah. stop doing that. Even like The Dark Knight Returns. Like That was cool. It was really well animated, but can you imagine if it was animated in... Frank Miller's style, yeah, like that, that, yeah, yeah. It's this kind of thing of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like robbing people of ten years of acting classics <laughs> by being a governor. Like anybody can be a governor, but acting classics. Yeah, you know, are you really going on. there? Yeah, <laughs> but you know, like <laughs> no, no this is was on TV Have we ever had inside like, the yeah. studio, no, Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Mr. Schwarzenegger, you've done a variety <laughs> of roles. No, like it's, 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 an, apt, it's an apt metaphor because nobody else could be Arnold. Anybody no, could be the governor. It's see you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do a whole special on just the puns from Batman and Robin. <laughs> I think so. But um, I, I get. I like this section because I get to press a button. Well, looks like we got ourselves a reader. Read between the lines, bitch. Seemed to be a long stretch between when I said I'm going to hit a button. We got to this point, didn't it? <laughs> you you know, won't you know s- anything at home. You know, you spoil the magic when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> We're all men behind the curtain. Yeah, here, we are. I feel <laughs> a lot of stuff came out this week, didn't it? Uh, there was a bit of reading. Yeah. Mm. We should start because we have a guest, a stranger, if you will, in the strangers in the, <laughs> sorry, uh, in, in the studio. How, what have you been reading lately, Louis? Uh, I mean, what are you in? What, 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 what have I been reading things? lately? <laughs> I've been reading a book on comics by Paul Gravett called Pomic, uh, Comics Art. Yep. Which so it's more theoretical based stuff, which has been really interesting. I've been reading Aquaman to to reestablish my because because I had an excuse to read more Aquaman, yeah. so I just no, kept enough. rereading it. I haven't had a lot of reading this past week, really. Beyond that. Well, it's a good thing that, that David spent a fair bit of time um, on the, uh, uh, the fire escape. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very productive week of work. Very productive <laughs> week of work. Because I guess 
we said last week there's probably one title that was going to suck all the air out of the room. Two, actually. Two titles. Two titles. Suck up. Three. I'll come in again. No, no. Uh, I, I say two because <laughs> Star Wars issue two came out. Oh, oh yeah. that's true. That yeah. was kind of cool. But the, the, the first one we're talking about, the first spacey saga we're talking about is Saga, which is back from its three-month break, as it does every year. <laughs> uh, takes three months off in between his six-issue works. And it's kind of not surprising to anyone that it's still supremely awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, the fact that they take that three months off is why it comes yeah. back supremely awesome each time. So. What would happen if there was a bad issue of Saga, though? We would be devastated. <laughs> and everyone have to kill ourselves. Yeah. I will end the show. I'll end my life. <laughs> you heard I'm it. Jo- here. I am joking. We have it recorded. I am joking, people. Uh, no, he's not. We have. By it the way, suicide is never a joking method. <laughs> never a joking topic, and uh, there are helplines. Saga out there is never a joking yeah. method, and there are helplines out there. there for are you. Saga, yeah. We've mentioned actually <laughs> these twenty pages were shit. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> The uh, can we just assume that it was good and move on with that? No, it was it was a great return. Um, one of the interesting things in the back matter of the issue, they actually spoke about uh, the other projects that were happening this year. And Mark Wade said, "Well, he's taking on uh, new projects as well." And Fiona Staples is doing the Archie book. Yeah, uh, sorry, not Mark Wade. Sorry, Mark Wade's doing that with Fiona Staples, the Archie book. And mm. Brian K. Vaughan's talking about his other projects he's got coming up this year as mm. well. And he said, despite that, we're still going to stick to the exact same saga schedule as you've always him. enjoyed. So, well, we got a lot uh, of love because- he mentioned. Sorry, in in that same letter section, he mentioned yeah. that he would finally read his first Archie comic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want. I just want to back up before we get to the back matter to the actual content of the book. What I love about this book is he sets in motion plans far in the future because I love yeah. the fact that she goes it's been months since I've seen my father and, and I won't see him for years, years to come yeah. <laughs> and they've done a few things like that throughout the series have you is Saga a book you've been reading yeah uh, I'm not up to date though so, yeah. so we, we won't spoil, spoil anything yeah. we, we try not to spoil yeah, any releases it is, on it. it is incredible I love it it is it is perfect we, we, we're honoured to live in a world yeah. where Saga has well, been we created. really are yeah. Yeah. If, if Saga and Why the Last Man were the only two comics that had ever been written oh my god don't, <laughs> we, don't even get me started we, on Why the Last Man we wouldn't even need to do the show we would just do a weekly yeah why show? I think yeah. we should just start doing you a should. why show. I think behind yeah. the behind the why. Yeah. Sixty sixty issues of why. Don't give me ideas for more projects. We've <laughs> <laughs> got enough. We've got another show returning soon. We can't do that. I'll just say uh, that never has urine been rendered so. Well. Oh, can I say? <laughs> can I say just projectile dragon urine is all I need to say to oh, people who have read that. I have to catch up. I have to. Catch up. You really do. You do have to catch up. It's the most magnificent scene. Uh, a, a, what, uh, uh, an ambiguously gendered <laughs> dragon. Uh, it is magnificent. Uh, some of the other big stuff that came out that was new this week, uh, Postal was a book that grabbed your attention. Wow. And I quite enjoyed, but yeah. probably not to the same extent I as i got to say, this one caught me off guard because, I mean, I, I, I picked it up and I thought, what the hell, what, what, the, what am I looking at? But, <laughs> I mean, the, the cover leaves, uh, leaves a lot to be desired. It's, you know, it's top cow image. And, you know, you kind of look at it and just go, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I liked the cover. But I thought the main, I thought the, the main draw for me was the idea that you could create a book set in a small town with some sort of strange background that mm. you do find out, I don't want to spoil, but you do find out what the town is all about by the end of the first issue. But the fact that the lead character has severe Asperger's. Yeah. Which I think is, just think is brilliant because you're getting his internal monologue the entire time. Yeah. But what his internal monologue is and what his mouth is saying are two very different yeah. things. And I love his description there too. There's a, there's, there's one bit of writing I really love where he talks about Asperger's being 
um, like having a thousand lights blinking at you constantly yes. and having to count them all. But the more that you count, the more lights appear. Yeah. And it's, it's just a, it's a really wonderful So you need things to distract you, like riding very fast on a motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but just his reactions to some fairly major things, including getting shot yes. uh, at various points. is It's just... It, it, it is a very very different book in terms mm. of, as you say, the way a major character reacts to things, the way we would react to things. And, and then to so, find out what is going on in the town. Yeah, and, and then there's that shock twist up. at the end. Yeah, which, and, and you, sit, you go, okay, we've now just set up the first arc and we've set up a, a, a pathway for this very odd character. Who is a mailman, which is what? Who is a mailman, postal. postal, yeah. Right, he he just, basically uh, is the mailman for this small town which has a population of 21,000. And I love that there's that one sequence in the diner where she goes, can I sit with you? And he goes, no. Yeah. And then she walks away and he goes, I wanted to say I love her, but then I said it three times in my head and then I decided not to say so, anything. Yeah. <laughs> I know, some, some of it's heartbreaking. Going <laughs> it's, through it. So it'd be interesting. That's why I want to keep reading this book because mm. that premise intrigues me even though I didn't love everything about it I didn't love the art and I didn't love um, all of the, I thought I think Dave and I were talking about this beforehand mm. we felt we'd seen some of the story elements before the kind of well I was about to say there is a real thing. revival vibe happening yeah. from this yeah. um, which I really like revival but you are the massive yeah, revival love, fan yeah. and I can definitely see it's got it pays homage to mm. a lot of that background this is like it is it does have some refreshing things about it mm. though like for once to get an issue one where you aren't introduced to 400 characters no exactly you aren't, yeah. you aren't you know into this dense craziness like and I quite like the art I wasn't quite know. sure why you didn't like the art yeah. I quite like the art oh, it's not my favourite I don't, don't say I, I didn't uh, you know, dislike the art hate it's not would my be a strong word favourite you know? I didn't uh, say hate I said dislike yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know <laughs> I, just, I just felt it it was difficult for me to get into instantly you know mm. and I, I didn't I didn't have that instant pull with it yeah that's but, interesting, it's, I quite uh, like, but we've often had Disagreements on art styles, full-on fist fights. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, clawing at each other in a in a big tub of Look, jelly. It's no Amanda. It's, it's, it's no. Not. It's no Amanda Connor. But you know, <laughs> well, I say it is Amanda Connor. Um, <laughs> so that was that was. I mean, it was a good book, and it's definitely one I'll, I want to check out. I think this is my. Month. I think this is aside from the the obvious sagas and Star Wars. I think this mm. is my favorite new of the month. So. Well, one that intrigued. I mean, I know Dave's definitely read this because we may have established in the past. <laughs> That Dave is a bit of a Grant Morrison fan. Mm, uh, Louis, how do you bit. feel about Grant Morrison? I'm a pretty big Grant Morrison yeah, fan cool. as well. Because he, so. he's got a new series out yeah. this week called Nameless, yeah. which is probably his first full-on horror book yeah. in, a, in a lot of ways. It's, it's t- typical of Grant Morrison. It's extremely difficult to describe. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it has it. You know, a lot of the keynotes that Grant yeah. Morrison has, like it shares a lot with the Invisibles in particular, yeah. like a, a band of mysterious people that work. Beyond, like a, a band of investigators that kind of work beyond the realm of the real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. um, and so yeah. So on that level, it's interesting. It's got a lot of horror elements. You're right. Yeah, but and a lot it, of Grand Morrison. And I think he was too, talking yeah. in the lead up that it is kind of his first attempt at doing something almost purely like kind mm. of going down a, a more horror track than he has in the past. Totally. Uh, Chris, the artwork is amazing. Chris Burnham, yeah, Chris is Burnham. the artist. He's yeah. incredible. Yeah, oh, just love amazing. his stuff. It's kind of like it's interesting. You can see sort of parallels between him and Frank Whiteley in a lot of ways. And you can see why Morrison's worked with the two of them, yeah. you know, extensively. And uh, were you, I mean, were you familiar with the Batman Incorporated stuff that he was doing? And yeah, some of his past yeah I've read a bit of that and yeah. the Batman and Robin stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, And with Nathan Fairburn, of course, uh, uh, on, on that 
title as well as the other artist. It's yeah. uh, it's just, those, it hits you in ways you can't describe. Well, I'm, and that's, I'm that's the beauty. The first to admit I don't understand all of it, and and I, I suspect like a lot of Morrison books, I'll get to issue six or something. And then you'll need Dave to explain it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When he's got, when in one hand he's got. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> see, see last week's episode. I'm going to be right about uh, that. You know I am. What? Yeah, then you're going to have your yeah. hand on it. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to be right about that too. So, we're, we're, Louis, we're referencing something from the last show. Very yeah. much an inside curveball yeah. uh, there, but yeah, no, I, I just definitely wonder. I think Grant Morrison will become a man. Well, he guys. kind of presents a whole lot of puzzle pieces, and then mm-hmm. you you kind of. Well, look, this is kind of one of the big problems about like Monday comic books is that everybody expects it to be like straight up, like within two pages, understandable. And it's like, like you know, we're releasing them monthly and we're building to something. It's like, you know, not everything's going to be revealed straight away. Maybe it's a good thing we don't. There are plenty of books if you like that kind of storytelling that do that. So this is nice to get something. Dave's got a hand up. (laughs) Dave's like, if they punch each other, I'm sorry. He he wants fists and boobs, and he's fine. I'm done, (laughs) and I'm spent. (laughs) They look like because in one hand, (laughs) no. Can I just say something about Nameless? There was one thing in Nameless that blew my mind that was so brilliant. Grant Morrison, like taking something that's every day now and making it crazy, was just like. They have a dream, and he sees a key in a dream, and oh, so he goes, yeah, "I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna make a 3D print of this key." And I thought that's brilliant because, of course, that's something that you could use 3D printers for yeah. to make things you see in your dreams, yeah, and that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's like, really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there, there are a lot of great ideas in here, and I'm just waiting for them to sort of start to coalesce into something. Mm. Uh, but again, it, it, mm. all the ideas intrigue me. So definitely mm. something. I will come back to, but Grant yes. Morrison's doing a lot at the moment. Between that and multiversity, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on in my head, and certainly a lot going he on. He seems in his. to be working an awful lot for a man who said mm-hmm. he was taking a step back. Mm. No, he was taking <laughs> a step back from Capes. Yeah, and he still seems to be doing an awful lot of that too. He's well, also got. So, yeah. He's also got later this year, Sinatoro and coming Wonder out, Woman. and Wonder Woman. Sinatoro yeah. is like an adaptation of a screenplay he wrote years mm-hmm. ago, and he's making it into a comic with for Black Mask publications I think it's right. coming out later this year uh, look very very quickly mentioned because I want to move on to, to all things Newsy and Aquamani and Daredevil um, Star Wars Star Wars Star Wars Star Wars oh, yeah. X-Nay on the <laughs> Star Wars day. Um, the, I just want to quickly mention Superman 38 was the end of that first Jeff Johns John Romita run and it was magnificent uh, uh, Superman exhibits a brand new power in there and gets a new costume and makes a major revelation to Jimmy. And no, it's not the major revelation that you were talking about before. Uh, he is not sleeping with Lois, although I think that might be the second half. Superman's um, best friend? It's, it's really cool, actually. because I've Well, I Jimmy know, and Lois can get together because Superman's off doing Wonder Woman. Yeah. So, That's you know. true. I, yeah. I, I, a lot of people, like John Romita Jr.'s art is divisive. And I really like what he's done with Superman. I really like by the end of this, he's got these big like supernova kind of things coming off Superman in this issue. And it's magnificent. It's just one of the most beautiful looking John power punch really, books. John yeah. Romita Jr. is a really interesting artist because he has completely changed his style from when he started mm. to now. Yeah. When he started, he looked like his father. Yeah. His work looked like his father's. Mm. And it was all very clean lines and very superhero. And I remember I was reading Spider-Man back then. Yeah, and yeah, his yeah. Spider-Man was a good classic Spider-Man. And over the years, he's become... The kick-ass star, the kick-ass artist, yeah. and all of his work now looks very much like that kick-ass style. Mm, mm. And you sit there and go, and yeah, it is divisive because sometimes I think it works, and sometimes I think it really doesn't. His Captain America run, which was the beginning of the whole Marvel Now thing, when Captain yes. America was, lost, I hated, I really hated, absolutely. I did. I liked the story. Hated the art. Yeah. Um, this Superman arc, I've really liked. Yeah. So it's like it's really odd. It's, been, re- it's been really. 
trying yeah. to get a grip on his his style because it works so well in things like Kick-Ass. Because this, this is his first major... I think this is the first time he's worked for DC in a major way, mm. I think. So I think maybe he's just... It's just think concepts that he's had in his head for years. What if I did Superman? Hmm. Maybe they're all sort of just coming out now in this run, and and Maybe. it's looking fantastic. It's really interesting. Uh, I think I find his work fascinating because uh, it changes. Before I we get on to Star Wars, Dave, don't calm down. Calm down. <laughs> oh, can, I say, can I say the title? Can I say? Go, it? go and do it. G O T G X M B V A number one. That's right. <laughs> it's the new Guardians X Men Black Alpha <laughs> Black <laughs> Vortex Alpha uh, crossover that's starting this month, and that goes through all Turbo Marvel Alpha. For X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming to consoles everywhere. This is I know. Look, it's it's it is the typical sort of start. So this one's written by Sam Humphreys, but it sort of goes through all the Marvel cosmic books, I think, and it's an okay start. But it hasn't sort of you know grabbed me as a. It hasn't grabbed me yet, yet because I'm yeah. still a bit burned by the last <laughs> Guardians X Men crossover. That was trial the trial of Jean, Jean Grey. Grey. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, let's let's forget that ever happened. Did you read it, Dave? This the one, not G- yet. G- no, not yet. No, yeah. I'm waiting no. on this G-O-T-G. one. I'm, I'm, I want this one to have another couple of issues and then I want to read a chunk yeah. of them. No, it's hilarious. There's just um, one. I don't the portal itself, it looks like they used the image of the Mac OS X. <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> so all I can see is just like a desktop computer. <laughs> just, just, you just hear that familiar opening thing. Do you have it on here, Richard? Oh, it's on this. Oh, it's in the, uh, have, have a look in the comicsology app. It's in there somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Um, but um, oh yeah, you need my password. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give it to him. He'll struggle at it for hours. <laughs> Good audio. The uh, look. Let's just get on to it. Look, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is awesome. I love this book. Ant Man is just hilarious, and I'm loving what's happening over there. And the Mark's book. Mark Brooks covers are just phenomenal. Yeah, really good. Um, yeah, he's got one this month. It's just like Ant Man trapped in a snow globe, and it's really <laughs> cool. Um, Star Wars number two, David. Come on, holds up. Holds up. This is uh, of course. Uh, God, who's writing this one? It's. Uh, uh, I want to say Wade, but it's not. It's Wade. not Wade. It's, 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 not Wade. it's, it's uh, the other no, guy. It's, it's Aaron. It's Aaron. Yeah, Jason Aaron yeah. and John Cassidy. Uh, yeah. This one, and the first issue was yeah, Aaron no. Wade. They're all the same. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's <No>. Aaron. <laughs> it's sort of opposite end of the alphabet. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, fine. No, it is Star Wars. It is still cool. I still have my worries that. Oh, there's still you the know, concern about the fact that they, Luke and Vader have now met. Yeah, which and is kind of odd. Fight and stuff. But I like the way that they kind of work their way around that by saying <laughs> yeah. things like with Vader going, I want to know the name of the person who blew up the Death Star yeah, and he's yeah. fighting Luke. But just the, the dialogue between Han and Leia when, they're, perfect. when they're driving the... Now, I'm going to... Everyone's going to have a different way of pronouncing it. At-at. Yes. Not ATAT. I'd go with ATAT. it? All-terrain something. All-terrain armored transport. So when they're driving the... When they're driving the at the dialogue between the two of them is like what you would get from... The uh, like straight up the movies, like it sounds like yeah. uh, that era, like do you e- want to drive Empire Strikes <laughs> yeah. Back era dialogue kind of stuff. So it's really really cool. I'm really enjoying it. I'm looking forward to the Darth Vader book that's coming out yes. this month. I think who's drawing that? Uh, oh, I, I oh, should know this. Kieran Gillen writing. Um, Kieran Gillen, yeah, and it's oh oh, I, I had it up it's here. Not Terry Moore, is it? No, 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 no. Moore's are doing the um, the Leia one. The Leia one, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I've got, I had it up here. Oh, look, if only we had a vast connect interconnected network of computers, we could consult. That's all right, I can um, Google it. We, yeah, <laughs> for those playing along at home, Google it. The answer <laughs> is, and through the magic of post production, it just gets inserted here. <laughs> no, it won't. Um, no, it won't oh really. shit. Um, <laughs> So we're moving along. That's this week's releases. Next week's releases, we should say, there's a bunch of stuff coming out, but I haven't written it down because we are
are recording the next show on a Wednesday, which is unusual for us. But that's only unusual because we're doing a live show. And we want um, you all to come. So, well, at least those who are in Sydney. Get on a plane, guys. If you're in come Sydney, on. you've got, by the time this episode drops, you've got two days to buy your tickets to Sydney. If you haven't got that, <laughs> we're doing a free live show at Hurstfield Good Games. Uh, that's on, uh, you can see all the details are on the live and tour sh- uh, links on our website. Also check out our Facebook page. So I keep hammering uh, the details up there as well. So you can follow uh, Hurstville, Good Games Hurstville on their web, on their Facebook page. Yep. Uh, and there's also Words and Bubbles uh, group. Which, which is you- this group that we're attending for that Correct. week. So-, so we're doing that next week. We hope to see a few of you there. If not, it's going to be a nice little intimate show. We, th- we know there's a few people turning up. We might get a bit of audience interaction. We might... In some ways, touch you, <laughs> and you'll have the opportunity to touch I can us. Say no to that after the show. And if you don't get touched by us on the 11th of February, we're doing it all again mm. on March, 11th of March. March 11th. Yeah, so, it just happens um, to work out to be a Wednesday. Well, as we're well. doing it all naked, right? That's that's been agreed on. Well, we do every show naked. So <laughs> why would we? Start? I thought we we're might, all naked I, right I now, we might except for Louis, who's dressed, which is really weird. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been awkward. Yeah. Are you guys feeling yeah, as, as weird as I am? I thought we might at least put pants on for the live show because there's big bay windows. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we just bla- drape some some black cloth over the, the front of the desk. We'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Plaster the windows with garbage bags. <laughs> Because <laughs> that won't look sus at all no. in a game store. Uh, so that's next week. Uh, we'll be doing that. So hopefully that's 2015. Again, if you're listening to this in the future or the past. We yeah, don't know. there you go. It's, uh, it was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it good? I, did, I, yeah. did, I, I thought it was a mistake on your part to bring the bear cub in. Yeah. But other than that. I was glad was we good. didn't do it naked. <laughs> <laughs> a wise choice on your part. But it's time for this huge amount of news this week. Mm. The news headlines. DC has dropped the major announcement that they will launch 24 new series in June following the Universe Combining Convergence event. There will be an additional 25 titles that remain as ongoing books. More on that in a moment. Still on events, Marvel will launch A-Force, the first all-female Avengers book as part of Secret Wars. It will be co-written by G. Willow Wilson and Marguerite Bennett with art by Jorge Molina. Marvel has announced a new exclusive agreement with Brian Michael Bendis, affirming his ongoing commitment to comics. However, he has also announced that he he will be leaving Uncanny X-Men and all-new X-Men. A live-action Astro Boy adaptation of Osama Tezuka's manga is in development with Australia's Animal Logic Entertainment, partnering with Japan's Tezuka Productions. In a classic case of corporate trolling, Marvel has revealed April will be WTD, or What, what the, the Duck, duck? <laughs> variant covers month, celebrating the return of the cosmic waterfowl to comics. And if I had my soundboard right now... <laughs> <laughs> Little pond hopper. Milo Ventimiglia, ooh, uh, of Heroes fame, has joined the cast of Gotham in a recurring role as Jason Lennon, a.k.a. The Ogre. And Oz Comic-Con has added Star Trek's Marina Sirtis, Doctor Who's Billy Piper, and comic book writer and artist Francis Manipal to April's Perth and Adelaide shows. American Horror Story actress Naomi Grossman uh, has also been added to the Melbourne show in June. Finally, Marvel released the first teaser trailer for the upcoming Daredevil series for Netflix. Is the show without fear or acting blind? It's time to find out as we entered our patented Trailer commentaries, patent pending. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Stick, possibly. 
So Catholicism is still strong. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. In a devil way. Actually, we get a good shot of Stick later on. Is it? Now that yeah. seems to be his radar vision there. It's a bit. Yeah, I'm not quite sure about that. Yeah. No, that'll just be a visual cue. Yeah. Karen Awell from um, True Blood. There's Stick. Stick. He looks good. Scott yeah. Glenn. Yeah. Very, very good cool. and evil. Kingpin. Back of Kingpin. Perhaps this will be easier if you tell me what you've done. So my imagination is like I look like Liam Neeson from the side. He does look a little bit. We're always stuck watching it now. There he is. Those Romita's costumes. If the sound design is like that all throughout the show, it's going to be unreal. Oh, you like the crossed light in the yeah, background? Yeah. Uh, there's, that, there's that Catholicism playing up again. <laughs> it is a little theme that runs through Daredevil. Boom. I saw Billy Clubs. <laughs> so this is... Good-looking action. That's yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, Daredevil. 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 And the biggest yeah. news, of oh, course. Oh, so good. They're so good. That's so good. Uh, but the biggest news is that part. Yeah. All episodes, April tenth. That's yes. pretty damn cool. Yeah. So, and that's Looks in amazing. all all territories where um, there is Netflix. Uh, which includes us. us as of March, I think. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, we'll actually be able to legally I think that was that that. Yeah. unreal, in my opinion. See, it's I've, just so dark and so well shot. I've and, watched that a few uh, times, and my no opinion No one speaks in that trailer, but mm. that's, that's the weird thing. No one speaks. No, we don't actually see anybody directly talking. No, that's true, mm. actually. Yeah, it's There's awesome. some narration, but that's about it. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think of that. Because it was interesting. The first time I watched it, I kind of went, huh. And and you were saying before the show, Louis, that you th- you were a little underwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't what I wanted to, yeah. it to be completely. Did you want but a classic it does Daredevil? Have, or? No, I mean, I th- I like the look of it, and I like I like everything that's going on there. But the trailer itself just didn't leave me going, "Wow, this okay. looks incredible." Yeah. It just left me going, "Oh yeah." So yeah a friend of mine had same, a similar yeah. reaction where he said that you know it looks like Daredevil. Because there was one and I was kind of like, yeah. oh, like it's not exactly like your reaction, but similar. It's yeah. kind of like. That's kind of what I was expecting, and that's the problem, I suppose. Is it that we've had these? Like, it's not. Big, it's it's nothing yeah. surprising. Or it like is. They did say from the very beginning, this was going it. to be street level. This is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this isn't the Avengers. I saw one comment that said, "Huh, Green Arrow's in the wrong city." <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, tell, I tell you what excites me about it though is like that a real adult Marvel, like live action, yeah, like just straight for the adults. Forget about Ben Affleck being Daredevil, so the kids will come or something like. Stupid yeah. You know, it's just like this is for you guys. Done. You know, it, like there is blood, blood, everything. That that is what excites me the most about it. We are we have seen very little. I mean, let's face it; it's a minute thirty from a thirteen yeah. episode series. Between so, that and doing yeah, exactly, AKA yeah. Jessica Jones, it looks like they are tapping into the Max series here. Yeah, this is, yeah. you know, yeah. it is like the Marvel Max. Yeah, it, is. it is, and that is cool. That is the coolest thing. And we, we know very little. I mean, I like some of the aesthetic in it. I like, as you said, I like that they're going for a darker thing, mm. like darker tone. As I, I look forward to a full trailer when that comes. And out. I just, yeah. I just series really like Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> I say me that. too. And that's I, the thing. I, I think I love Daredevil so much. Yeah, sorry, Louis. I still have very high hopes for it. Yeah. I think I think as we see more, it'll 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 be something that ends up being really cool. So, I am yeah. really hoping we do get into like classic Daredevil by the end. Yeah, I, oh, really I don't think hoping. it'll be even that. I think it'll be within a couple episodes. I'm really yeah. hoping. 
I, I think, you know, I mean, a lot of people say, oh, where's the costume? Where's the, I mean, that doesn't worry me so much. Yeah, because, we know what annoys me, though. Yeah. People aren't going, where's the yellow costume? <laughs> you, know, like, you know, like, you don't even know what you're talking about and you're wanting yeah. a red costume. Because that's you know, taken like, straight yeah. from the... Um, that's the John Romita run. Yeah, yeah Romita exactly. Jr. Yeah. yeah, and that was the that miniseries in, I think, the early 90s mm. uh, we did with Frank Miller. Mm. So that was, yeah, that was very cool. That's so, a great, that's a great series. Yeah. We should do that on the show. We should definitely do that on the show. In fact, yeah. we might do it on one of our live shows. We might. There you go. We haven't done Daredevil for a live show. Yeah, I suppose if we did a Daredevil book for the live show, we'd have no trouble getting Ryan K. Lindsay back yeah. to, to talk uh, about I don't know that. if he likes Daredevil. No, he's, he's been a bit <laughs> vague sure he doesn't that. like him. No. We should do an audio commentary of like the first episode or something. It'd be good. I, I think what we are going to do is what we have planned to do. Um, uh, I thought I was going to be overseas at the time, but we're going to binge watch that <laughs> and then we're going to do a special. We're going to watch an episode. We're going to mm. we'll do a special on the whole series Yeah, because let's – because we need to talk about it. We'll need to talk about that when yeah. it comes out. And I'm looking forward to that and AKA Jessica Jones because if you've ever listened to the show People's at Home, <laughs> if you're at home in your, in your little thoughts, you'll know that David McVeigh is a tiny fan. Just of, a little just bit. tiny fan of uh, Brian Michael Bendis's Alias, yeah, which is a magnificent 28-issue comic. Yeah. If you've never read that, go yeah. and check that that's, out. That's yeah. Marvel Max. Yeah, that that's is great <laughs> Marvel Max. <laughs> Great book, really good. It's amazing. And from what from what we've seen of the casting for that show, they seem to be sticking to that run. Because uh, mm. they, they cast David Tennant as the Purple Man. Yeah, they, that's right. They've cast um, uh, all Kilgrave. Uh, they've got question Luke Cage. Is, question is, got, will they? And they won't. I already know the answer, so don't write in. Wouldn't <laughs> it be fantastic, though, if they did the first arc of Max, yeah. which has her trying to recover the tape of Captain America changing, and you have a guest spot by Chris Evans? Yeah, that would be very cool. Wouldn't that just be brilliant? Because it, he's only he only has that one little moment. Don't discount it. They might not do it for network TV, but they might do cameos for Netflix. They Netflix. might. So. Somebody give me Frank Castle, please. Oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Frank Castle. HBO, The By Punisher. The end of that. Come no, on. I think, I think <laughs> yeah. The Punisher, once they've got through the first arc of Netflix, I think the Netflix... If this is successful, yeah. I think we'll see the next series, which will be Punisher and what have Make you. Make a Thunderbolts TV series. Yeah. Louis? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. Is Punisher kind of cursed in live action? No, Punisher was cursed because Maybe. it was often with the licenses, but it's back at Marvel. Oh, okay, now. good. So now yeah. it's back at Marvel. They can. Do I don't, I don't they think they ever it. did the Punisher though. They haven't. Done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't he drive through in a truck in the Captain America movie? Isn't that what I heard? Wait, what? <laughs> there was all this speculation after the Winter Soldier that you know how there's people chasing Nick Fury and he gets somewhat a, a yellow postal truck comes in and crashes into one of the cars chasing him. Yeah, and then everyone on the internet saying that Frank Castle was driving <laughs> really? that truck. Oh, for goodness' sake! <laughs> that was like, well, that was like in in uh, Man of Steel when people said there were whales there. So Aquaman, yeah, but was you protecting know they they're gonna do that. Now. Yeah, it's gonna be actually, they'll yeah. they'll shout back to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, need that. They I need that. to go back and go through Winter Soldier with frame by frame. <laughs> I want to yeah. see um, I want to see like a Vietnam set Punisher film. Like, yeah, that whole thing cool. in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. Then the end, he becomes the Punisher. Yeah, that would be interesting. Well, yeah, but no. What makes him the Punisher is what happens back. What we need to see is yeah. the first half of the series is Vietnam. Then he comes back having to adapt to life back in America. Yeah, he has to, he has to water down. Killed, yeah. And mm. so the end of it, mm. he becomes the Punisher. Yeah, that's the climax. He has yeah. to water down his real self. Yeah. Yeah. That would be an interesting series. Yeah. And Marvel, if you're listening, we're taking checks. <laughs> <laughs> like, we know technically you own the characters and can well, do what you know, we can be, them, we can be a story credit but No, we'll call it the. Um, that the haterer or something or like the the, the, the angerer, <laughs> yeah, no. the shooty guy, yeah, the shooty skull guy, man. skull man, skull man, puma man, American puma sniper. Man. <laughs> we also need to talk about in our talking point. DC major made made a major announcement this morning before when I was preparing the the last of the show notes for this, 
which was their post-convergence plans. And a convergence we know is happening in April, May, and it's going to be the end of DC as we know it, which is for some people will be a good thing because we've sort of laboured under the new 52 for the last couple of years. But they announced no less than 24 new titles beginning in uh, June. Wait a minute, the end of DC as we know it. I've heard this before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and well, Marvel's ending, DC's ending, and they're both releasing new things. I'm excited by a couple merging of these. and it'll be DC Marvel. From it'll, be, yeah. <laughs> it'll be the... T- uh, what was that called when they did that before? It was um, oh, the, the Amalgam the Comics. Amalgam yeah. Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's, we'll just have that. And they both disappear afterwards. It'll be, it's like your theory. It's like it's new Coke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's right. Like, yeah. We do this long enough, people just want the old stuff. Disney back. actually bought DC. <laughs> we didn't know about it. <laughs> that would be wild. <laughs> Spider Man shows up in Man of Steel. <laughs> that would be epic. Oh, man. But I mean, some of these titles so have announced. Gets caught in a web. And <laughs> <laughs> just flailing around wildly for a while. Uh, uh, the uh, some of the titles are actually really cool, and I love to see that. I'm, I'm loving that the fact that Black Canary is actually getting her own book and her fishnets and her fishnets. Mm. It's very very cool. Are they, bring, are they bringing the fishnets back? Oh, if you are. scroll down to the very bottom, there you can see. There we go. Oops. Oh, oh, look, look at that cover. That's, that is awesome. awesome. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's it's she's getting her fishnets and the little jacket back. Although Excellent. seeing the the band in the background. Makes me wonder, and the fact that she's got a microphone. Oh no! It is being written by Brendan Fletcher. <laughs> oh so I, no! I do. Who is currently doing Batgirl? <laughs> oh no! Uh, so I do wonder if it's going to be a revisionist. Is it like, going to be totes amazing? Well, they're already calling this the Batgirling. Oh, I Batgirling. read on a bunch of oh, like really? a, a whole bunch of titles are being Batgirled. Yeah, because yeah, so, well, they're selling through the roof. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Um, I don't blame for, for chasing that coin because let's face it, the the or the younger girl market is is harder to get in comics yeah. land. So if they can get that coin, yay for them. We do need new people. <laughs> they should back girl cyborg. Oh <laughs> no, they, they should they back totally girl Constantine the Hellblazer, <laughs> 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 who is. I mean, that's actually really cool. They've got Ming Doyle and Riley Rosmo, who's one of my yeah. favorite artists. Yeah, really that. good um, creative team. So there. I think he will be just bring a whole new uh, look to to Hellblazer. So I'm looking forward to that. They're out of the new stuff. Um, David, I think you might be interested in the fact that there's a Harley Quinn Power Girl six-issue series by uh, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor. If my coming soundboard out. was up right now, you know what sound I would be playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you would just be very loudly saying, Of <laughs> 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 uh, course, Brian Hitch, both writing and arting on um, Justice League of America, which should be really, really So they're bringing that yeah. back again. Yes. Bring it back. Yes, it's been going too long. He wants to do. His old Justice League stuff is incredible, so it's cool to see him back on it. Yeah, totally, definitely. I don't know what Mystic U is. Mystic U, the letter U. So I'm assuming it's about Prince. I want to know who this stay tuned Mr. Artist Info is. Yeah, <laughs> very secret. Probably because they've just said, let's do a Mystic U. Someone's gone, let's do a series called Mystic U. And it's we'll get Alyssa then. Quitney to write it. And then you know, that, we'll, you know what? That, have no that, that sounds something to me like a Zatanna. Yeah, like a oh, Mystic a University. Would be great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like Gotham Academy, but mm. but mystical. But, but mystical. Love, yeah. yeah, it's 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 Hogwarts in the DC. Yeah, yeah. but can we just say how awesome Gotham Academy is? Oh, if Gotham you're not Academy. reading it, I haven't read it yet. It's, it's really. I actually prefer Gotham After Midnight. Well, you're not my friends anymore. My <laughs> hey. Gotham After Midnight's awesome. The one that actually got all the social media attention this morning was Starfire, also written by Palmiotti and Connor. This one's uh, Manuela Lupacino is the artist on this, but the redesign on the cover which I'll bring up for us all to see now if we haven't looked at it. There, there we go. There she is, uh, is the Amanda Connor art. Mm, mm. And um, apparently one of the creators, and I can't remember who said, why is Starfire in her underwear? 
you know. And now this <laughs> because is probably, Amanda Connor drew her. <laughs> this is this is probably one of the more conservative Starfires yeah. over the years. She's much um, more people, clothed than normal. Also, the thing is, I think there's a whole generation of kids who have only seen her from Teen Titans Go, mm, yeah, where she's wearing like she's fully clothed. Yeah, it's go a back and look show. at some of the the new Teen Titans. Yeah, like, she's barely dressed. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's some very skimpy bikinis there. This is actually this one here is from Prez. This image I'm bringing up now. Which has got this big sort of almost big Hero Six looking robot. I like the robot; it's cool. Yeah, so I don't know what that's about. I have no information about that series, but I love that there's little left and right pedals. <laughs> oh, sorry, left and right uh, things I like on the there. Character knuckles. design of that girl with the, the bubble gum. Yeah, yeah. It's very yeah, expressive. Like it. Yeah. So I don't know who that's is very the artist. Style. On, yeah, absolutely. On yeah. Prez, Prez is listed as being. And I cannot find it now. Is Jeff Lemire's name on any of those? Uh, I didn't see Lemire, no. Because uh, they've actually very got so. If you go down to. Um, and Brian Azzarello. The, the the new team for Justice League United is stay tuned. And no. he's currently writing that. Azzarello's so. disappeared, but Bermejo's back. So. Yeah, Lee Bermejo's doing. Because Johns is there, right? Like all the architects. Johns is down like, to one um, book. Scott Snyder's down to one, right? Scott well, Snyder's had one. Yeah, really, he's, I think. it's Snyder and Capullo well, or something Batman. Eternal, Batman yeah. So, but we, we need to talk about probably some of our favorite books here. Louis, well, Cullen Bunn and Trevor McCarthy on Aquaman. Yeah. So, I don't really know much about them, but I'm but excited you're looking forward to, see. to it. Yeah. It's good when he actually gets an ongoing because I think the book we're talking about today was the start of the first ongoing in a while. Yeah. I understand it. So, yeah. at least Since he's part like of early the early 2000s. He's part of the new, new 49, I'm calling it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for me, my, my little eyes went straight to Green Arrow, if I can find him on the list. He was written by Ben Percy, who I understand is a novelist who has written one graphic novel, okay. and Patrick Zercher, who I've just written Zercher there because that was straight from the press release, uh, who, who's, who's, some really cool, who's drawn some really cool stuff over the last couple of yeah, years. Yeah, he's so, a great artist. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to the look of that book. I was wanting to know whether or not it's going to be old school Ollie or new school Ollie. That's all I need to know. So Green Lantern's got two books. I thought it was only one. Yeah. Uh, there's Green Lantern and Green Lantern. There's the standard Green Lantern book, uh, mm-hmm. who Robert Venditti and Billy Tan, so it's basically the same team. Yeah. So like the last reboot, Green Lantern just continues on. Yep, and there's um, another Green Lantern book. In yeah, it's called there. Green Lantern Lost, Lost Army, Army. Mm-hmm. and that's also Cullen Bunn. And uh, Jesus Saez, or is it? Yeah, we'll take a with Jesus. Jesus Saez and uh, Yavi Pina um, as the artists on that. So looking forward to some of these. Daniel Wilson is a, is a novelist too. Yeah. Wrote that uh, Robo Apocalypse. He's doing the intriguingly titled Earth 2 Society. Mm. I'm really, I'm concerned a little bit about the Dr. Fate book because are we going Dr. Fate, because it's Paul Levitz as well, mm. are we going the Dr. Fate from Earth 2 or are we doing the Dr. Fate, but given, classic Dr. Fate? You given know Convergence, I mean? it could be any of them. Yeah, I because Dr. Fate, yeah. has, as he's been portrayed in Earth 2, I haven't liked that. He's interpre- basically mad. <laughs> yeah, I haven't liked yeah. that interpretation, whereas the old school Dr. Fate but I really used to like. People's Martian Manhunter book. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's pretty exciting. Rob ben Williams Oliver. and Ben Oliver. Yeah, Ben yeah, Oliver. That's cool. That'd be really, really cool. And uh, there's a Midnighter book coming out. Uh, there's an Omega Men there's book Chris. is new. Mark Russell. Sorry? Garth Ennis. Yeah. Garth Ennis is on, yeah, yeah Section that's 8. That's a new uh, six-issue limited series. Mm. So looking forward to that. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by what We Are Robin is. <laughs> Lee Bermejo and uh, Carrie Randolph. Is doing the art. <laughs> we are men. <laughs> it's like a bunch of Robin stuff. You know, there's a lot of us now. We may as well just yeah. get together. It's actually no, it about could be, no, that's an awesome idea. It's a, it's a Justice League comprised of like Tim Drake and like, you know, all those guys. It like could be. Damien's the leader. Or it's, just, the, or it's yeah. just a flock of birds. Yeah. <laughs> But so like that's the stuff. But like, <laughs> no, they're, they're, the two 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 robins become firestorm. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the where the Wii comes from. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Or at least they're playing Nintendo consoles. Who's on Wonder Woman know. now? 
Uh, Wonder Woman is now. Oops, sorry. Scrolling all over the place. Uh, Mer- oh, the Finches. So oh. Meredith Finch and David cool. Finch. Awesome team. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so that would be very, very cool. Uh, so they're keeping Superman Wonder Woman going, I noticed, but they seem to have lost Superman Batman. Batman. But Doug Mankey's doing the art, so that's worth watching. Yeah, but they uh, seem to have lost Superman Batman. And John Romita Jr. is still doing Superman, although Gene Luan Yang is taking over mm. the writing. So that will be interesting. So we'll see what happens then. But they, they did say they're going to be adding more books and taking books away throughout the course of the year. So um, Gail Simone's still hanging in there. Yeah, well, she actually said she kind of gave the, the, the game away before Convergence was announced and said, yeah, my book's just going to continue after Convergence is, <laughs> was all over. So people kind of knew there'd be some books continuing and some books. Can they give her back, Batgirl, please? <laughs> I know, but, but as Louis was saying, the Batgirling of the DCU continues. Yeah. So uh, these, um, And it's led to a lot of good stuff. So It has, actually. Well, possibly good stuff. But I think kind of like on the flip side to Batgirl, you've got things like Gotham Academy, yeah. and which is kind of going for the same market. It's just doing it in a different way and better. Yeah. I think so. There, there are there are so some good books. So at the cost books. of destroying Barbara Gordon, we got another book. Good. Okay. So no, when, I, when do these actually start? <laughs> it won't rolling last out. forever. No, that's true. Uh, June, June third is okay, where it lasts. Sure. We will so see. Convergence begins. Yeah, in the what, free April? comic book day book is uh, called Divergence. Okay. And so that'll be the first weekend in May. That'll be the first Saturday in May. We'll get that, and then April May we're getting all the Convergence stuff, and this new line of books comes out in June. Isn't Divergence the name of that new movie? No, you're yeah, talking Divergent. Divergent, okay. Yeah. So that's all happening. And Divergence has the glowy Superman on the cover, Ooh. which is... Surely dr- that's not the final cover. Oh, no. final. It looks really no, badly no, no. Photoshopped. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is free. Look at the cape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that doesn't look great. But this, the art... There's We Are Robin. That's the yeah. We Are Robin art. Look really <laughs> rad. Really, really like that. So looking forward to those. And also, like, I think it was Christian Reed who was saying this morning to me on... Uh, uh, on Facebook, he said, I just love the idea of a superhero covered in blood. Yep. Mm. So you yeah, can't go wrong with Who that. Who is that, by the way? I think that's Midnighter. Yeah. Depends on yeah. Where, where the blood's from, though. That's Looks like true. it's from him. Is it his or someone? <laughs> some of that can't be his. <laughs> <laughs> so looking forward to that. Um, that's June. But uh, right now, I think it's time for the pick of the week. Well, see how you like this. What is it, Batman? Whatever it is, it's... It's awfully funny. (laughs) It's the pick of the week. After leaving his Atlantean home to settle in the surface world, Aquaman is met with derision and mocking by the world at large. However, when a previously unknown deep-sea menace threatens the surface world, he must embrace his powers as a protector of two worlds. Written by Jeff Johns and illustrated by Ivan Reese and Joe Prado, this is the start of the new 52 canon. This is Aquaman. The Trench. Sufficiently epic music That's for you. Pretty epic, yeah. yeah it's good. It's the soundtrack from uh, Luc Besson's Atlantis. Oh, oh nice. Yeah, okay, cool. Because Aquaman's from Atlantis, get yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've got a bunch of things to ask you, Louis. First of all, why Aquaman? Well, that's I get that question a lot, really. But um, <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's it's. I can remember the first comic that did it. It was an old black and white reprint of Justice League 200, mm-hmm. which was the annual big epic issue that had all the different artists taking the, the original league got overtaken by that 
those Apalex, I think it is, mm-hmm. the deem- like aliens or something. And so they're, they're made to fight the new league members and it brings in all these artists. It has like Brian Boland, mm. uh, Neil, uh, um, Joe yeah. Kubert, uh, Jim Aparo, yeah. who draws the Aquaman section. And once I saw Jim Aparo's Aquaman, I was just like, wow, it looks incredible. And so that's the comic that I, I saw him ro- like riding in to fight these giant demons on a wave and I thought it was just really cool. And my understanding is that with the trench, uh, it was a major thing because not only was it the first time uh, Aquaman had it ongoing for a few years, uh, it was a return to his Silver Age origin, more or less, and apparently there was something called Time and Tide which is removed from canon at this stage. Can you explain that to the the Aquaman initiates? Well, Uh, so uh, Peter David who had a fantastic run on Aquaman in the 90s. Mm-hmm. He kind of re redid his origin story a little bit so that he didn't... The, the lighthouse keeper, Tom Curry, was no longer his biological father. Mm-hmm. He was fathered by an old ancient Atlantean wizard named Atlan who had been messing around throughout time and, you know, going... Sounds kind like of, it. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> kind of <laughs> typical ancient wizard stuff, yeah. impregnating women and, and whatnot. Like and so he, he brought in a very mythological kind of aspect to the character and kind of strayed away a little bit from the human mm. side of him. But that worked for the time and it, it still holds up as a really fantastic comics. But I think it was a good move for Johns to take it back to simple half-human, half-Atlantean, a man of both worlds, a man of neither. Mm. And this is where uh, this picks up, and yeah. it's more or less now. According to the the, the wiki and notes, this takes place after the Aqua War, um, but um, I think it's it's also a really good starting point because it comes post Flashpoint. It comes at the start of the New Fifty Two. It's the start of something new, yeah. and you have uh, Aquaman now living as Arthur Curry, just deciding he's giving up the the whole Atlantis shindig and living with Mira on on dry land. Yeah. And at being completely mocked by anyone, and I remember when back in 2011 when this came out, and David McVeigh brought this book to me and said, "You have to read this." It I know was, you, I know you've dismissed this already, but go and read yeah. it. I think it was, I think it was the single biggest surprise of the New Fifty Two when it came out, because there was all these new titles, and we went, "Oh my god, there's also an Aquaman book. What the hell is this about?" <laughs> and I read it, and I laughed out loud. I thought this was the single greatest comic book I had actually read in a long time. I actually put it down, I believe if we go back, what is as one of my favorite books of the year. Yeah. Because it, it was just that one issue because you've got the, the sequence in the in the fish and chip shop yeah. yep. where he goes in to get some lunch and they're going, but you talk to fish. And he's saying, I don't talk to fish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he then, orders fish and chips. He orders fish yeah. and chips. Yeah. And he's saying, I, you know, their brains are too small. I can't talk to them. I just give them electrical impulses. And then that reporter sits down to, to interview him saying, so tell us what it's like to be a joke. Yeah. You know? And so he's just really going, this is the most self-referential mm. brilliance mm. I have read in a long time. And, and you, Louis, as a Aquaman, long-time Aquaman fan, would be fully aware of all those jokes yeah, happening. Yeah, totally. At, at Aquaman. So you reading this as a new comic, how did you react to, I mean, to that? I mean, it's funny because that has been done before, people referencing the jokes, mm. and, and Peter David did a little bit, and, and Dan Jurgens did a little bit yeah. on his run. So people have 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 taken note of all that, but because it was a new launch and you had you had Ivan Reese and Joe Prado who are had just come off like Blackest Night and yeah. Jeff Johns as well, obviously. So you had this huge team and it just brought in so many people that 
to do it again in such a fresh and kind of simple. I think Jeff Johns really like he 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 simplifies everything when he's telling stories, so that he just gives you the bare essentials and mm. and tells it really really well, so people could just connect with it really easily without all the baggage that had had been established around the character. Because the trench itself, I mean, we're, we're talking about the first trade here, yeah. which is five issues, but the trench arc itself is only three issues in and out. Mm. Yeah, I think and is it three or four? Three, three or four, yeah. yeah it's, I think it's, it's, it's four. It's, it's very yeah. short mm. and um, it, 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 yeah, it certainly doesn't take up the whole first issue because I think the last issue of this trade is like a one-off and yeah. Aquaman in the desert and Mira getting dog food, It's, yeah. it's uh, which is a, a really nice little story as yeah, well. It's cool. But it is such a, a compact story when we're used to, certainly John's, Telling these stories that last eight years, yeah, you know, to tell an Aquaman story that not only just effectively introduces you to the character if you're completely unfamiliar with him, which I was, yeah, but also sucks you right in. And as David was saying, for a character you'd probably never read much either, David. Not um, really. No, I'd, I'd never, um, never really given Aquaman time of day. My biggest experiences with Aquaman were, let's face it, were super friends. Yeah, yeah. Which where, he rides his, where he rides his seahorse, which is know? still really cool. Yeah, it's I cool. Love that don't shit. You? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when he had Aqua Lad, and yeah. Aqua, which they kind of reference that in here as well, because they keep calling Mira Aqua Woman, and yeah. they end up with an Aqua Dog. Can, yeah. I just say yeah. I'm in love, can I just say I'm in love with Mira as well? Yeah, she's yeah. so cool. Well, you know my feeling about redheads. Yeah, so it's, you mean Aqua Woman? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's kind of interesting. It's it's something that they they ha- have been playing on more in all the different media with Aquaman at the moment. That Throne of Atlantis we mentioned before yeah. the. Um, the upcoming Jason Momoa movie, I imagine that's what they'll do, that kind of someone caught between two worlds, yeah. that, that whole notion that he is half human, the whole notion that he is denying his Atlantean heritage. And Wouldn't has this, to this arc just be an amazing movie? Yeah. Just yeah. if they did it page for page. Yeah. Like yeah. Just, and I was actually disappointed yeah. that when they did, when they said they were going to do Throne of Atlantis, I was actually disappointed that he didn't do this. Mm. Which it actually yeah. says yeah. based on the trench, I think, in the credits. It's based yeah. on the trench and Justice League because yeah. it's actually, it's mishmashed two stories together. Yeah, It's uh, like a pseudo remake of Jaws. <laughs> you know, like with, with Aquaman in the Sheriff Brody role. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. Don't go in the water. Why? Well, I really love people that. People are dying. I really <laughs> love the thing too. Whenever he helped, it's like, good on you. Thanks yeah. for that. Yeah, thank, no, I know, no, a, well that, done. I well love done. that one. That one is it a fireman or a policeman on the door on the wharf who goes, "Do you need to drink water or something?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he comes up and, and knocks on his door, and he's like, are "You, I think you're Aquaman. I didn't recognize you without the uh, the, the orange sweater that you're wearing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, he goes, "It's Atlantean armor." There yeah. is like a a, a, fact. a ton of badass moments in this. Yeah, Definitely. I think my favorite one is Mira, like um, sucking the water out of the human bodies. Oh, yeah, like yeah, you're seventy yeah. really percent cool. water. That's yeah, so, like, so. This is cool. you without a day of a day of water. This is yeah. you three days just starting and to just hallucinate. Any yeah. any drawing of the trench itself is just yeah. yeah the trench looked fantastic. Uh, yeah, and I think that's what this this story kind of boils down to a horror story. Mm. This, the first mm. four issues essentially, and um, it's it's kind of alien. It's really mm. got it's, like Diego, it's got yeah. the big it's you, they go down they discover a big craft in this black ocean depths and and they and there's all these creatures it's really really cool and, and the creatures are horrifying well right down to the fact that people are kept yeah. in yeah. pods yeah. as well yeah, kind exactly. of like, like they're cocooned yeah. effectively for for later and there is that there is that process of discovery. Yeah, it is very much like I didn't think of yeah, it that way. I, it was a- I've read it a few times now, and it only clicked recently when I read it again. And I went to that page of the the ancient Atlantean craft mm. just wedged in the side of the thing, and I was like, mm. "This is yeah. alien. Yeah. This is yeah, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. 
This is what he's doing and it works fantastically in this setting. And, and that's like, one of the other things I love about Aquaman is that setting. Yeah. Because it is an alien world, but it's it's on Earth. It's, it's the closest it's thing we have to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. And yeah, you can literally do anything down there. And they, I love the fact that when they're approaching this, they start seeing um, sort of floating bodies, I think, of, of some of the, yeah. uh, uh, of the trench dwellers down there. And they're like, oh... They're, they're so inbred and they're so uh, it's a lot, and you kind of get this idea of this decaying civilization that's at the bottom and it's the complete antithesis to uh, Atlantis, which he's denying. And then on the other hand, you have what happens when a, a uh, an empire is left to neglect. And it's I love I love that that setup. But yeah, it is the creepiest trench that you've ever seen. And there's that massive splash page where they sort of look up and go, what's that? And they go, I think you're meeting royalty. That's the king and queen, yeah. you know, and there's this beautiful splash page that he puts in there and in, in digital that just pops. Yeah. Um, these are all, of course, available um, digitally. This is brand new stuff because I think this was when this book came out too and I think what probably attracted a lot more new readers to it and certainly attracted us to it was that when the New 52 started, everything was, was available was digitally digital. day and day. Yeah. yeah. So it sort of allowed us to sample a bit more and I think a book like this had it just been released in print, I don't know if as many people would have sampled it. I don't think I would have you know? picked it up. No. No, if I, if I couldn't have read it digitally, I wouldn't have picked it up. Yeah. And I would have missed out because it was, as I say, this, the issue one in particular is the single best book of that run. Yeah. You know? I mean, it, it's interesting because it, 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 we've both said in the past that this run, because this, this, this ends with, the, the actual trench itself ends with a, a great, spectacular, literal action scene moment yeah. where it's like, Blow the shit up and run it out as fast as you can. It's kind of it's it's the underwater equivalent of running from the burning the exploding mm. building behind you, which I love. But the the series kind of and then goes sort of a little bit more comedic and a little bit um, you know more self referential in the next issue, and then they introduce the others after this. Now, David, you and I have spoken about how it doesn't quite for yeah. us at least for me it actually that. for me the the series actually lost me for quite a few mm. issues uh, because once they introduced the others and they went off on that whole we must find these things and and you know there's secret mysteries in our past i just kind of went yeah i'm i'm done i'm over it you know it's like because it was such a strong opening yeah it was such a strong arc i wanted more of that i didn't mm. want where it was going but uh, i've read some recent aquamans as well and i've actually kind of come back to it it is and kind of going yeah this is actually it's kind of refound what and it needed to find you know so. it's obviously doing well because this is one of, one of the first times I guess Aquaman's also had a spin-off series Aquaman yeah. and the others I think it is the first time yeah. I don't think there's ever been a two Aquaman series no, at the same time. simultaneously yeah <laughs> that's amazing and and so have you been keeping up with both of those uh, I've read a bit of the others and but I, I haven't really been able to get into it that much yeah it hasn't hasn't really hit I think the, the biggest problem with me. the others is that the other the other the others aren't that compelling of characters no and so you kind of sit there going yeah, okay whatever you know I mean I really liked them when in 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 the arc in Aquaman the, where they were introduced I thought there there was a lot of potential there but it just hasn't been able to to nail it down for me in mm. the in the series, it which is, is a pity because Dan Jurgens wrote a fantastic Aquaman run in the like late nineties, I think, or mm-hmm. early early two thousands, which is really really good. But this just hasn't hasn't been as good as I'd hoped it would be. Yeah, I, it's interesting that when it's, there's been a few examples of that in the New Fifty Two, where writers from the eighties and nineties have sort of come back and tried to write within the context of the New Fifty Two, and I don't know if they're just finding themselves a bit hamstrung. By the kind of rules of the of the new universe, yeah. and not being able to write the kind of stories that they had 
basic free reign to write back then because yeah. there was they'd, they'd sort of let continuity slip and you know didn't don't let continuity get in the way of a good story and things yeah. like that. But now it's this kind of very tight, almost corporate feel to everything that's been coming out of DC lately, which is a, it's a shame on some arcs because. Um, you feel as though they're just holding back that little bit. They'd like to, to run, but there's a potential for a movie around mm, the corner. So they don't yeah. want to, you know, just things like different relationships. And in fact, I think um, Aquaman and Mira are one of the few relationships that actually maintained on the other side of the And it's got to be because Jeff Johns was spearheading it. Yeah. Because I, they seemed very anti, anti. I mean, they, they even went, they went so far as to say they're not married. Yeah. Which is fine, but... But yeah, they're sin in a lighthouse. It's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. But well, I mean, that's one of the other strengths I think of this comic is the relationship between those two. Yeah. And he established Maris as a really fully formed character, which she hadn't been for a long time mm. in Blackest Night, and then kind of took that and then reintroduced Aquaman. So he he kind of he he made it all about Mera first and and showed us all how impressive she was and what a great character she was and then brought Aquaman back and she's so in love with Aquaman. Yeah. You can't help but be in love with Aquaman too. Yeah, and it, and it is that kind of interesting relationship they have throughout the series where she is the fish out of water is the joke yeah. that they keep making throughout this and he's kind of more familiar with it so that you get to see the the two aspects of those characters through his eyes almost because and all through her she's almost us mm. I guess in yeah. in a lot of ways she's, she's kind of asking all the questions that we would ask it's like well what what are you doing here and what's this thing going on so I I do like that dynamic and I do like that the relationship is the core of this first arc yeah. as well so that's a really uh, great aspect to the series I actually found myself really enjoying an Aquaman book for the first time ever um, I have read this three times now and I enjoyed it. I think just as much every time. Um, and uh, Dave, you've been a bit quiet. Are, are, are you presumably I'm not, that, not. I don't know much about Aquaman at all. At all. Yeah. So for you coming in cold to it, and you besides to Entourage, with that costume, yeah, that's yeah. Really yeah. Out. <laughs> James Cameron's Aquaman. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really liked it a lot. I loved it. Yeah. I've never hated Aquaman either. When I've seen him pop up in other DC stories, I I've never had this sort of like. Oh, he's a guy from the ocean talks to fish kind of mentality. Oh, I've never hated him, but I just want to punch him in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never actually understood the jokes around yeah, him. No, Everybody yeah, makes yeah. all these jokes and what a lame character he is. I look and go, you know, he can breathe underwater. He's super strong. He's essentially He can breathe underwater. Now. He can swim yeah, anywhere. And, uh, yeah. and basically, he can, he's as strong on land as he seems to be in the water. And yeah. he can talk to goddamn mm. fish. Yeah. What's not to like about this guy? You know, it's like he obviously has some and serious And at one point, powers. he was sporting a beard and a badass hook. And, and a badass hook. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's the king of Atlantis. And, he, and he's got... A babe of a wife yeah. who can basically control water. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this was like especially what's wrong with this character. Especially <laughs> awesome for me at the moment because I'm actually I've never read Jeff Johns um, Green Lantern Run and now yeah. I, I've started it over the last couple of weeks and now I'm around the Sinestro Core War at the moment and so it's the same team doing this Jeff yeah. Johns mm, and yeah. Ivan mm. and Ivan Reyes and it's the just, art, the just art a is perfect timing. Yeah, you know. no, the artwork but, is spectacular. This is and I think that's one of the other main appeals for this book is that you know you didn't get. I mean I think that's sometimes the impediment when you get a book that isn't thought of highly or a character isn't thought of highly, you don't get the top flight artists on there until someone comes along and goes, I think I can make this work. Yeah. You know, mm. and, this and is, this is someone putting faith in, in Aquaman, yeah. I think. Yeah. And Jeff Johns is really, really good at doing that with characters. Mm-hmm. And we've seen him done it a ho- do it a whole bunch of times. Well, Green Lantern. Is, Green yeah. Lantern's a great character. Green Lantern. Yeah. He did it with 
booster gold as well yeah. and, mm. and and the flash kind of so he's he's really he's a good writer to kind of re-establish these heroes mm. yeah and so look i mean i, th- I think this is is a hearty recommend mm. i have to mention us. the colorist as oh, well yeah. on, oh, on rod rod reese yeah, yeah, yeah. He, his work throughout the aquaman series has been i i think amazing and really just has has Put the final like it's just driven at home how fantastic it looks and 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 really made the setting shine, which is the setting should be part of the star yeah. in an Aquaman book. And he's he's his work is incredible. So because you always get this when you're in the trench, you always get this bioluminescence happening, which yeah. is really hard to do. Yeah, uh, in comics, and that really pops in digital as well. It's the detail on their armor, and I mean, I've just got this picture here with all yeah. the waterwork around Mira, mm. which is just I mean, the the level of detail in this and the color pops off the page, and it's just it's gorgeous in every mm. way. This is my favorite kind of comic book art. Mm. We always talk about, you know, yeah. this is my favorite kind of comic book art. Yeah. You know? When it comes to superheroes in particular, I like ultra-realism. But, but I think know? this is what makes this work. It, it is to that blockbuster art, if yeah. you yeah, will. Yeah, definitely. And bringing that to Aquaman really is something that, that really yeah. needed to happen. And this is why, out, flying this is, out of the game, we were talking you know? about yeah. before, why Romita uh, Jr. sometimes rubs me the wrong way because mm. I want to see this and yeah. he is capable of this. Yeah. We've seen Romita Jr. do this. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a style. And, and he think, does his own you know, thing now. And his own thing is great. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But when you're reading Superman, you know, this is this is kind of... I guess, I guess and I don't, yeah. I quite like Frank his Quietly, Frank, Frank Quietly, Frank Quietly. Frank Quietly, Frank Quietly, Frank yeah. Quietly. Uh, but there's that, there's that, you want that ultra realism. You want to feel the muscles ripple and, you know, the whole bit, you know? It's like... I don't know. It's it's kind of an old fashioned way of thinking about it. But when it comes to superheroes, well, I you love are quite that. old. I am old. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is terrific. Uh, In my day, <laughs> <laughs> Superman only leapt over buildings in a single bound. <laughs> there were two little words on the pages. <laughs> um, uh, Louis, we should ask you because you're a big Aquaman fan. Is there anything else you would recommend potential Aquaman readers? Definitely the rest of Jeff Johns' run, mm-hmm. which has has really been good all of it has been of the quality i think of that except for maybe the throne of atlantis crossover but it's all been very high quality um and jeff parker who's taken over since then has maintained that level of quality so i'm sad to see him going from the books but um other than that he's been doing some amazing stuff yeah well he's incredible i love everything he does but um the peter david stuff from the 90s it is bathed in 90s cliches but Mm. if you can look past that it's a really fantastic book Mm. that's all about character that kind of shares a lot of similarities with the way jeff johns has approached his so it's 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 why I, I, I definitely recommend that. Now that's currently out of print, though, isn't it? It was it's actually, never been collected. It's never been collected. But when we first spoke about doing this, Peter David's run was one of the ones you suggested. Yeah. I think as of this week or last week, uh, it's available on DC's uh, digital apps. Yeah, They've actually well, digitized them. So it looks like they're doing all the 90s uh, Aquaman yeah. stuff. So if you're interested in doing that, if you've got yourself an iPad or whatever, uh, get, check them out digitally because yeah. you can actually get them now. So I, I don't know if that means that they're... I, they, they put them up as individual issues, so I don't think they've collected them in, mm. in any way, shape, or form. There's a lot of stuff from the 80s and 90s that just not been collected. No, yeah. he doesn't. He's barely got any collections to his name. Yeah. He's got like Time and Tide, and then the Waterbearer, which is from the early 2000s. But yeah. other than that, it's... it was like the Mike Grill Green Arrow stuff. Yeah. It's only now that yeah. they've just started reprinting them, and, and they'll probably out. start doing it with the movie and stuff. Yeah. But it's it's so that'll be good to see. Yeah, and I think I think that's the, the great thing about the movies, whether you like them or hate them, whether they're good adaptations or not, they do bring attention back to yeah, the character, and they definitely. do get great collection, great classic collections like this reprinted. Yeah, well, the Silver Age stuff. I mean, if you like, if you like 
silver age campy funny yeah. stuff and like if you like the joke aquaman which i also love the aquaman mm. that everyone makes fun of and like the brave and the bold aquaman who yeah. is just incredible if you like that stuff the jim Aparo, nick cardi stuff from back in the day is amazing yeah. and well, beautiful you know the reason to look for at. nick cardi's art which yeah. is phenomenal who i think passed away about two years ago yeah i think, I so. think. yeah i do remember writing something about him at the time and just putting up a collection i think it's on our site behind the panels.net you go and check that out there's just a, there's a collection of cardi covers and i think one of them was an aquaman yeah cover his, that was his there, aquaman so. covers were incredible well we can yeah. only hope that the movies and media does have a halo effect that's going to bring more stuff around we saw it we saw an example of that this week uh, there's a uh, tv special on that aired in america hasn't aired here yet called batman uh, lego batman beleaguered <laughs> and in it the bad guy turned out to a 22 minute little special they showed on tv but the bad guy turned out to be batmite now look he's got his own book so <laughs> <laughs> We've been needing more Batmite. Yeah. Yes. So now that that's happened, well, we can only hope mm. that more uh, just, Aquaman books come out. Because... Post-convergence, I just want a crazy Silver Age kind of re- resurgence. <laughs> just just yeah. everything is just nuts. Yeah. Well, you, you got know, a bizarro just book. Just a psychedelic, so, yeah. you know, oh. trip. The Batman is a fall. Yeah, I want that. I want that book because Morrison was the last one to use him. So I, I want <laughs> that book right now. I think we need. I need, think we need. And on the Marvel side, we need to bring back things like uh, Fing Fang Foom and. Uh, oh, damn yeah. straight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think, you know, Fing Fang Foom on on screen. Imagine that. Oh yeah. But I don't know who owns it. It'd probably be uh, Fox owns him because it's probably a fantastic. Fantastic Four. Four yeah. Mm, you know, so, that's a shame. It's a shame, but I don't know who, who knows what they're going to do with that <laughs> uh, but uh yeah so that's uh that's it i think for this show i think we're gonna have to start wrapping this puppy up i don't want to we'll, we'll wrap this aquadol <laughs> i think we should just keep talking for the rest of the afternoon <laughs> just keep talking well we've we've probably got about another 40 minutes before the computer conks out yeah or we've never tested logic before no logic could keep going we could we could potentially record <laughs> for the next 12 hours <laughs> lock the doors <laughs> I have, the, I have the hard drive space, so let's just keep going. Uh, Louis, remind the folks where we can find your stuff. It's uh, louisjoyce.com. I've got heaps of stuff up there. I've got a Facebook page, which I update regularly and all that. So, yeah. I've got online comics. I've got illustration work, a whole bunch of stuff. And videos. If people want to meet and talk to you, you've got some cons coming up. That yes, we can- I'm going to be at Melbourne Supernova, uh, Sydney Supernova. I'll be at Comic Gong in Wollongong, which is a fantastic mm-hmm. event. Uh, That's a free event too, isn't yep, it? Yeah, free event yeah. to t- turn up to. And it's got heaps of local artists, so it's more intimate kind of than the big cons. How intimate? <laughs> depends depends <laughs> how much you buy. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't. T- Louis, this isn't the place to put a price on that. Richard and I are just looking at each other. <laughs> and the eye was like laughing. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And some of the OzCon cons as well. You probably yeah, do. Yeah, I uh, think I'll be at Sydney OzCon. Yeah. It will be there. Yeah, we'll see where We'll else. be there. You'll see us on stage. We'll wave to you. Yeah, cool. And Fast then we'll come day. over and bother you at your booth again. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you'll be like, who are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I know you from somewhere. <laughs> oh, you were those naked guys in that room that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't planning on wearing anything to uh, uh, Oz Comic Con anyway. Yeah, so. I, was, I was gonna just paint myself blue and go. You've got to be comfortable. Paint a little circle. Well, it's funny because I was gonna go as Doctor Manhattan's giant swinging blue wang. Well, there you go. So <laughs> we, we can could combine. Yeah, <laughs> be like one of those no, horse no, costumes. No, 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 no. <laughs> go as go as Iron Man without the pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I think that's a good time to end this show. So until uh, you can find me, of course, on Twitter at DVD Bits. You can find uh, everything else I'm doing at the moment at BehindThePanels.net and, of course, across at PodcastPillowFort.com, which is the other podcast I do for the Geek Actually Network. And you can find me on Twitter at David McVeigh. We also have an at Geek Actually. Uh, you can find more of me at geekactually.com. Be aware that we've already started to tease it. There is a new podcast coming out by the end of February. See our Facebook page. It is see our Facebook page. It is the all new Geek Actually podcast, raising rising like a phoenix out of the ashes. It's coming back. We've already Just got uh, we've already got our researcher back. Well, where's and, uh, that Eurovision song when you need it? <laughs> I might play that the first show. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just tell you, just for those who are old school geek. Geek Actually listeners, yes, Weird Geek Food is coming back. Oh, yeah. And oh, my Natural God. Natural Harvest. Look it up, people. Well, I was to say, oh, my God, we already have the story for that for the first episode oh, back. And it's a corker. Let me just, <laughs> let me just tell you. <laughs> I will be listening to this episode. Intent, <laughs> so, yes, I'm going to find out what this story is right after this. No, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> and, yes, I am. And where can we find you, Mr. Longo? At Twitter, on at Twitter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Excellent. So sorry, somewhere I'm, I'm, still, I'm still thinking about Nine Men about pants. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so stupid. Well, I think we know where we'll find you. Uh, until next week, I'm Richard Gray. I'm David McVeigh. Dave Longo. Louis Joyce. And this has been Behind the Panels. Oh, Aquaman, you last in line for superpowers. Aquaman, you just swim around for hours and hours waiting for some trouble. But I hate to burst your bubble. Oh, Aquaman. Behind the Panels is a production of geekactually.com.